We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people, and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short... I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Hello again. A rare nightcap in these times. And I wish we could be talking on more positive notes. Past couple of weeks, you might have heard I've been doing some seven to eight shows a couple times a week. Generally, it's when we've been leading into those, you know, those Westwood One NFL Classic games, um, getting some sports on in uh, in these times, and it's been that's pretty much been it. And you know, I if you told me at the beginning of the week that hey Tuesday you're gonna be doing an hour, not gonna tell you for what, but you're gonna be doing an hour. And I would have told you there's probably going to be something big that's going to happen. And in sports, in the sports world, a lot of times that could always be exciting. And that could always mean big things. A big trade, a big signing, um, or, of course, on the negative side of things, somebody being fired. And here we are. What's it today? It's a firing, but it's on a massive scale that I would have never been able to predict even with all of the warning signs that have come before today for the Buffalo Sabres and the organization. Terry, Kim Pagula, Ralph Kruger, and new general manager Kevin Adams all met with the media via a Zoom call earlier today. We'll bring a big portion of that to you over the course of the next hour, but I am looking for your calls at 716-803-0550. There's, really, there's a lot you could react to. There are so many entryway points into today. There is, of course, the the GM change, which was the big news that I saw first. Just fooling around on the computer uh, in the morning, and that that came across my timeline. It was like, whoa, Botrell out, Kevin Adams in, and that tweet set off a chain reaction throughout the whole day on what became social media for today that I would have never been able to predict. 
even though, again, there have been warning signs to this. And today sucks. Is there, is there any other way to put it? Today just flat out sucks. The GM change was something that you may have heard me a couple of weeks ago yelling about. Guys on our station not happy about. In terms of the logical sense it made that they were going to bring back Jason Bottrell as the GM. Because on the ice and in the books... His management with the salary cap, his drafting to this point, there's really no leg to stand on for defending why Jason Bottrell should have been this team's general manager going into 2021, because they're probably not playing till January. There was no, there was no argument to be made that I saw that was reasonable to why it should be done, other than money, other than a financial aspect, which at the time, you know. I don't know the inner workings of what Bottrell's contract is like. Generally, those just details are not made are not made public. So, will they have to pay him going forward? Or did they really just want to complete start over? Because throughout the day, Bottrell fired. Then we find out Randy Sexton is a part of it. Amherst GM, Sabres assistant general manager. He's a part of the firings. Then... We find out from Elliot Friedman there are more people in the Sabres organization. Just a, just a generic tweet. There are more in these firings today. Then we find out it is Ryan Jankowski, amateur scouting director. Then we find out there are more amateur scouts that are being let go. Then we find out there are pro scouts that are being let go. And then we find out from the Amherst, uh, again on social media, that head coach Chris Taylor, gone. The official announcement of Randy Sexton, gone. The assistant coaches, gone. And if you're reading, if you're keeping tabs on the latest, because it continues to flow in and it continues to be updated, there's not going to be many left standing at the end of this on the hockey side of things. That sucks. Because this is a money conversation. Who wants to be having a money conversation? The sports radio I like to listen to the least is generally when there are lockouts going on. Why? Because that is all money. It's all the business end of things. It's all the lawyers and the the, the meetings behind closed doors and the suits. Like Nobody wants that in their sports. It will naturally be implemented into it because sports is a business. But when we have to have conversations like we do today, which is money-driven... It's not where you want to be. But of course, this is where we're at. And you have to be left wondering after today. And rewind back to the comments made last week, or it might even be the week before, that Kim Pagula made when talking about they wanted to make sure, the Pagulas wanted to make sure that they were in a solid position, structurally, financially, to be sustainable in Buffalo. That's not the type of terminology you want to be hearing. It's not the type of conversation that instills a whole lot of confidence. Because now we're not talking about, you know, the GM and making mistakes at hiring and and player contracts and player matchups. Like you get into the fine-tuned details of why the team is actually not winning. This is sustainability. The franchise is theirs in Buffalo, or is even in Buffalo, or all of the above. I don't know. 
larger conversations than we normally have, but we are not also strangers to. Today feels like, in a way, a a lighter version of the doubt that existed when they were going through the ownership change in 2003, before Tom Golisano buys the team. It's a lighter version of what's going to happen after Ralph Wilson passes away. When John Bon Jovi is trying to buy the freaking Bills and move him to Toronto. It's the same type of worry and doubt that exists in the back of your mind. Now, this is should not, to me, be on the same level as situations like that. But maybe, and I hope not, because part of me thinks that this is really just completely COVID-related. That this is the economics of sports right now in what the world is today with everybody needing to wear masks and big crowds being about the worst idea imaginable. That, you know, that, that, that's, this is just the effects of that. The economics of sports are going to be very tough to thrive in those situations. To thrive, survive really is the word I should have said there. And the Sabres don't play a game until maybe January? There were warning signs. It was all surprising today. It's all shocking to read. But today itself is not and should not be very surprising. And I would be surprised, what would be more surprising to me, is if there are not other NHL teams that follow suit. Especially looking at these seven teams that are not going to the 24-season tournament, 24-team tournament. Because the Sabres, like the Red Wings and the Senators and the Ducks and these other teams that missed, they're probably not going to, they're probably going to go an eight-month stretch without games. And who even knows then? You heard Terry Pagula today when being asked about financial pressure on the Bills, he then began speaking about the Sabres economics and that Hey, if there there might not be fans next year. There's doubt. What happens if there's no fans? Because you need that. That's what Terry Pagula said today. You need the fans in the seats for the money to work in the NHL. It is a gate-driven league. Among the major North American sports, it is probably the most major it's probably the most gate-driven. Throw college football in there, major sports. I don't know what you want to do with that, but NHL opposed to the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball needs that gate. And what happens to the Sabres when we're already told they really don't make money in the first place? Now what happens if they have to play in front of empty arenas? Now what happens if they don't have games at all? And there's nothing to put on television. There's no one to sell season tickets to. But then, you know, what happens if they are the only ones? What happens if the Ducks don't fire anybody? That the Red Wings, who by the way have already announced that their head coach Jay Blashill is coming back next year. What happens if the Sabres end up being the only ones? That's a bad look. That's a really bad look. Why was Bottrell fired though? Why was he fired? And the reason that it's amazing to me that... Today feels the way it does. The day Jason Bottrell was going to be fired, which a couple of months ago seemed pretty likely, given what the team was doing, would have felt like this. Did we ever think it was going to feel like this? Because they've managed to do something that 
90-plus percent of fans would have wanted them to do, which was move on from the current general manager. They've managed to do that and somehow make us feel less hopeful about the future of the team. All due respect to Kevin Adams. He seems like a sharp guy. A lot was spoken about today, about every job thrown at Kevin Adams. He's nailed. That he's been able to do. He's been able to have a lot on his plate in different areas of the organization. Harbor Center, the Academy of Hockey, whether being an assistant coach for the Sabres, now in a business role last year. He's a sharp guy. But it's not the same, I know, because Kevin Adams was a player and Kevin Adams has worked in sports on the player side of it as much and even more so than the business side of it. It really does remind me of Russ Brandon being the Bills general manager, though. It does. And not that they're the same guy, not that they're the same background, but you, and not even that they both are coming straight from a business job. But what it sounds like to me is they don't have a lot of resources. This is what Russ Brandon was. There's not a lot of resources for us to hire a general manager. So we're going to just hire from within. And we honestly aren't going to look too far in. So we're going to put the business guy in there. I know it's not the same, but that's what it feels like to me. And who had hope? Who had any inspiration the Bills were going to turn things around when Russ Brandon was the GM of the Bills? Because I didn't. We're not even able to talk about all of these players, all of these guys on the roster, because there are there are bigger things happening. But, you know, we're going to get to a point, hopefully, where we're going to care about what Kevin Adams thinks of signing Reinhardt long-term or signing Brandon Montour long-term or trading Brandon Montour or, hell, we trading Rasmus Ristolainen. The goalie situation. Buy out Carter Hutton, bury him in the minors, you know, is Allmark a starter to you? All of these are questions that are unanswered, of course, because he's been on the job for, what, 12 hours? Not even 10 hours. But all of those are big decisions that Kevin Adams is going to have to make. And where I feel for him right now is he kind of seems like he's on an island by himself. Today, when asked about assistant general managers, the quote from Kim Pagula, we're open to it, is just like, it's a mind-blowing quote to me. Is that where we're at with this franchise? Is that where we're at with this organization where a given in the National Hockey League, a given, is that you have your GM and you have assistant GMs? Because of course you do. That that is something that you're open to. You're open to, like, wh- what do you mean? Of course you're going to have assistant GMs, right? Especially with a rookie GM that, all due respect to Kevin Adams again, he really has not worked in a major executive role in hockey operations in the NHL. Or even really anywhere. He hasn't. He hasn't been an assistant GM. He hasn't been a GM especially. And now if he doesn't have guys that are experienced in that role around him, that's worrisome. I'm not saying it can't work. It could. 
He could go in there by himself. Kevin Adams could have it in his head right now that he wants to trade Rasmus Ristolainen. And that he just knows he needs to do it. Because every time he's on the ice, you are getting dominated in your own end. And that fact alone means he can't be on the team next year. And hey, you know, maybe it's a good thing that there's no dinosaur hockey mind around him telling him, oh no, you need Ristolainen. Who's going to cross-check that guy in front of the net? Who's going to go hard into the corners after the uh, these little forwards? Look at that big shot. Look at those muscles. 6'5", he's huge. He's the best athlete on the team, maybe. You need that guy. Logs big minutes, tough nose. I, maybe I don't want that guy around Kevin Adams. No, I still want people around Kevin Adams, but... It doesn't inspire a lot of hope. It doesn't. It seems like a straight financial decision. And who could have thunk that in nine years, a complete 180 would have been done on how we all feel currently about this ownership group. How we feel about the Pagulas owning the Buffalo Sabres. Nine years ago, it was a dream. It was like a dream. I woke up and the Sabres had owners that wanted... To spend, spend, spend. To make them a Stanley Cup contender. To make them a Stanley Cup champion. There were comments about, you know, Pagula saying, hey, within three years, we're going to have two cups. Like, there was crazy stuff out there like that. The video scouting, gone. You know, no more restrictions on what you can do in free agency. Spend to the cap, Darcy. Do whatever you want. Go spend. Go give Christian Erhoff a 10-year contract. Go give Billy Leno $40 million. Go get on a jet and go convince Robin Regeer to come here. Not saying that these players worked out, but they were going after it. And they were putting substantial resources behind it. Nine years later, could you ever have imagined that we would be at a point where the GM of the team seems to be the only person in the entire hockey operations department that includes scouts, etc. And he was hired basically because of what looks to be financial circumstances. It's about as bleak as it gets. The fan base is already drained. It's drained from the hockey side of it. That's the funny thing. We're already drained from... Nine years of missing the playoffs, approaching the NHL record for missed playoff seasons in a row. The record is 10, they're at 9, and there's just nothing left. There's nothing left. I'm trying to think of things to be positive about. I tweeted, Royal Blue, you know, like, that's like the only thing. Royal Blue, you got Darlene, you got Eichel. Olofsson looked really nice. Yoki Haru, like, there, there are little things along the way that if you try really hard, there are still things to be po- to think positively about, but it just gets so outweighed by this playoff drought that's now hanging over their heads. This stale roster that has been largely unchanged for years now, that still features the likes of Giergensen's and Larson. Even though I would argue Larson should is good and should stay here, Ukposo. Ristolainen. I mean, you you just get you boil it down, and 
It's a dark day. It rivals January 1st, 2007. It rivals, you know, the feeling maybe after losing to Carolina in Game 7, knowing you had all those defensemen out. It rivals, I imagine, some of those days in 2003 and the time before Golisano buys the team. Like, that's where we're at today. Now, again, positive side of things, I just mentioned a couple of little things. There is the hope that this is a temporary setback, and I'm talking about the financial end of this. You know, (laughs) you just know, right? There's no way Kevin Adams is going to be the only person in the hockey ops department. There's no way. This is probably, in large part, a reaction to the fact that the Sabres really don't have much to do for a long time here. The draft is probably going to end up being in the fall. You've got months upon months until that happens. The season probably doesn't get going until a few months after that. You're probably looking at another six months for hockey to restart. Free agency gets in the mix. Who who knows in there? But they've got a lot of time off. And what else do you really have to do? You signed off Scary Laxanen yesterday. Great. Like, anything major you got to do? The answer to that is probably no. So, my my opinion, or my thought process would be, when they show up to draft at the NHL draft, it's not going to be just Kevin Adams sitting at that table. Can't know that, because Terry talked a lot about getting leaner today. And that's a scary word. But, have to imagine that hopefully some of this is temporary. One can hope. 803-0550 is the phone number. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you right after the break, and then we will hear some of that Zoom call from earlier today. Terry Pagula, Kim Pagula, as well as Ralph Kruger and new GM Kevin Adams, all meeting with the media. Both of those things on the way. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase going until 8 o'clock tonight here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You have to be completely open-minded in a leadership role going into these type of situations where you know you have a lot to learn. You have to check any ego at the door and you have to surround yourself with great people. So if you don't know the answer to something, you say, I don't know, and you surround yourself with people, you ask hard questions and you figure it out together. That's my style, it's always been my style and we'll continue to do that. You know, I'm gonna be very honest with media, with fans, I'm accessible. You'll see me at restaurants, I'm I'm a Buffalo guy. Like I totally understand the community and where everybody is and the passion of the fans, and and I'm in this with everyone. 
New Sabres GM Kevin Adams. Little news item on Kevin Adams. Listen to this. John Vogel from The Athletic reports that Adams is the one making all the calls, telling people they're fired. What a first assignment, he writes. Yeah, like, indeed. What a first assignment. Whew. Kevin Adams, good luck to you, because he doesn't seem to have a lot of help right now. 8030550 is the phone number. Your reaction to all the moves made by the Sabres today. They continue to flow in. Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News just tweeting out that he's heard that nearly, if not all, uh, of the Sabres amateur scouts have been fired. Um, it keeps going. Chris Taylor from the Amherst. Randy Sexton. Bottrell. Scouts everywhere. It's just, you know, Ralph Kruger and... Uh, Ralph Kruger and Kevin Adams seem to be pretty much the majority, if not all, of the current Sabres hockey department. 803-0550 is the phone number to get in on it. Dave in Grand Island. Dave, Dave, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? So, first off, I didn't hear that clip. I like what he has to say, personally. And I'm thinking about it as you're talking. If you really put it together, Kruger and Adams are watching this stuff happen, you know, for the last year and a half or whatever it would be. And they're probably telling themselves, like, they see what's wrong. They see the problems. And... They, whatever they said to Terry Pagula got his ear, and my my point with the call was like, I, we're, and Jeremy would like this. I, we're literally seeing the butterfly effect of how great Sidney Crosby was ten years ago, because that's why Bottle got this job in the first place, because his record with Pittsburgh and the guys coming in and out. But I think I think Pagula didn't realize that the the willingness of these players to come and go from Pittsburgh and the cups and all these wins. Sidney Crosby played there. Like, he was amazing the whole time. And I really do feel like that's how far, that's how good he was. We're literally seeing the aftermath of the ripples of, of that in our own organization with the firing of Botterill because he's got the job because of Crosby. And I just, I, I like the idea now just to play devil's advocate. I, 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 dis, I respect your word, dude. I love listening to your guys' shows. But I got to say, like, I don't feel like it's like that Game 7 in Carolina. I was sick to my stomach at that, that night. And today I don't feel – I'm not pessimistic. I, I like the idea of a, of a GM that's won a Stanley Cup with a broken arm that took the last face off, making our trades over a guy that gave up Ryan O'Reilly for, for Case Thompson in a couple picks. Yeah, D- Dave, thanks for the call, man. And there's no reason to believe that Kevin Adams is going to be this huge upgrade, though, over Jason Bottrell. There's nothing to go on on that other than just – He's not Jason Bottrell, and that he's new to this, and who knows? (laughs) He is, to me, the equivalent of a fifth-round rookie quarterback going into start for you for an NFL team. Sure, he could be good. I don't really have much reason to believe he will, but I don't know he won't be good at it. That's where I'm at with Kevin Adams. And again, I think he's sharp. I think he could be good at this. I hope that especially with the the lack of scouting resources now that the team currently has, that, you know, like I watched Moneyball the other day. Moneyball is basically, and I know it's not completely the same as what happened in real life, but in the movie, it's, it's Billy Bean and it's Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill basically on their own with all their equations, uh, figure, batting average on the team. Like, it's all math. It's all analytics. And... Maybe this is an opportunity for that to happen, but again, I am making a case that I have no reason to believe is actually going to happen for why this is going to work. <laughs> it's it's a tough stre- it's a stretch. 
anything is a stretch right now for them to think that they are going to just leap off the page from this year to next on the ice as an as a better upgraded product to what last year was and to what is currently happening right now. Everybody going makes it financial for me. They told you three weeks ago that they believe Jason Bottrell on merit should still be the GM. Those comments were made three weeks ago. If none of this happened in terms of COVID-19 and the world basically shutting down in the past two months and their oil and gas businesses hurting, like Terry Pagula said today, and the Sabres losing out on any revenue they would have got from ticket purchases, gate revenue for the end of the season, and anything they're going to lose at the beginning of next season. If none of that happens, and financially they keep going, and they're fine, I think Jason Bottrell is still this team's general manager. And that's a whole other conversation. That is not financial sustainability. That is, that's just poor decision making on the hockey side. But I don't think that's why Kevin Adams is the GM. I don't think Kevin Adams is the GM truly because they think he was the best option for them to make this team from bottom five in the league three years in a row, right around there, to they're in the playoffs. It could happen, but again, this is to me the equivalent of Jarrett Stidham starting for the Patriots this year. Who knows? Maybe it'll work, but it's a dart throw. Jonathan and Alden, you're on the nightcap. What's up, man? Hey, Joe. Um, I hope you're right that in that Kevin Adams is not going to be the only one on the podium because the Pagouls clearly need help. Are they, I, I, even though they denied it, they, they really need a president of hockey out, someone with experience to help rebuild this team. I mean, yes, they got it right with Brandon B and Sean McDermott, and maybe they're hoping they'll eventually find hockey's equivalent of being in McDermott, but – they are clearly in over their heads. They've struggled for nine whole years. They really need some help running this team. So if there is a savior out there, like an experienced president of hockey house who can help build us up, I really hope they go after one. Thanks for the call, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, I, they will never go after hockey ops president to me. But Pagool, Terry Pagul was very definitive on that today. I just don't think it's going to happen. He said he doesn't believe in that philosophy. And he's basically dismissed the idea every single time it's mentioned. I There's no reason for me to believe it's going to happen. Should it happen? Sure. Does it have to? No. If you have the right GM in place, then you don't need a president. But I really think, you know, if, there, if you told me today there was going to be an internal hire... Um, in the executive position, I would have told you I thought maybe Ralph Kruger would be in line for that. Ralph Kruger has executive experience. And I would imagine, he'd have to at this point, because there's only two guys seemingly, that he's going to have a role in the front office. At least some role. Even if it's minor. But, he ran a Premier League soccer team. And he really is, he's not a soccer guy. But he ran that team. And if you look at Southampton's success in the Premier League during Kruger's time, it's better than what they normally are. Seventh or eighth in that league, usually they're, you know, 12th to 15th relegation zone. 
And I don't know. I don't know. I think him as president, would it have made me more hopeful today? Maybe not. But I don't know. (laughs) The president idea, I just don't have a strong opinion on. I don't think it matters. I think if you have the right GM in place, it doesn't matter. And they just haven't. They haven't had the right GM. So there's that. 803-0550 is the number. Buzz in Buffalo. What's up? You're on the nightcap. Joe, how you doing? Good. You? I'm good, thanks. But first, I just wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm also born on June 11th, and uh, just so happens this year I was I'm, I turned 50, so I was twice as old as you a couple days ago. <laughs> but um, that's out the window. So anyway, I want to talk about the Pagulas in general. Um, I listen to uh, to Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio WIP. It's on you know Radio.com app. Mm-hmm. And I call in once in a while, and on Saturdays and Sundays they have uh, Glenn Matnow, who is originally from Buffalo, and Ray Didinger. They do a, like a three-hour show, and Ray Didinger's a legend in the radio business, and they're really they're great. And um, they had they've been doing these interviews, uh, like twenty-minute interviews since the the virus hit, like extended interviews once a week, and uh, this week was Sean McDermott, and he grew up in Philly. Of course, coach for the, for the Eagles um, under Jim Johnson. Learned a lot about Jim Johnson. You know, I mean, that guy's a legend. I'll tell you what. Um, but anyway, m- my point being is that McDermott has already expressed, starting to express like a dissatisfaction with uh, with the management, with the ownership a little bit. It's come out a little bit. Well, I listened to that twenty minute interview, dude, and I'm telling you what, unsolicited, he like he wants to go to Philly, and now. Doug Peterson's probably not going anywhere, all right? But, like, he, he was like, you know, they were like, oh, you're happy in Buffalo. And he was like, oh, you never know. You never know. So I'm just thinking, you know, and the last time this happened was when Bill Polian got run out of town by Ralph Wilson. And Polian, on the way out of town, said, you better enjoy it while it's here because it's not going to come back for a long, long time. And he was right. So if, if, the, if the Pagoulas screw it up with McBean, then I'm gonna, you know, then I'm gonna be really upset. Yeah, hey, hey I gotta run. Uh, I gotta run, Buzz. Thanks for the call, though. I don't think there's any chance in hell that's happening. Not for a second. I think they have been cycling through who's right, um, or the right and wrong people, the wrong people in GM and coaching spots. And I think they think they've landed on who they need on the football side. And I would tell you that I think they will do everything in their financial power to make sure that things like that will never happen. With McDermott and Bean. So I think they are lock solid. I would tell you, if anything, maybe maybe you want to take notes and that nothing's happened on the Bills side at this point. When push comes to shove, right now, they will put their resources to the Bills. That's just the way I see it. That doesn't have to be right, because I don't know the inner workings of their financial uh, structures with both organizations, but... That's the way I would think that it that's going down right now. Let's go to Ron. Ron, you're on the nightcap. What's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Um, you know, I'm hoping that Kevin Adams is a diamond in the rough. And I want to I want to go back to 1979 when Jerry Meehan retired from hockey. He went to school for a couple of years uh, for a lawyer degree, and and then in '83, woman uh, mm-hmm. hired him to help him out with the financials and the lawyer. You know, to be a lawyer for them. In 84, he became our general manager, and we were thinking then, like, okay. And 
well, many say he might be one of our best general managers in team history. I, you know, I don't rank them, but some say he, he might be one of the best. So maybe it's a diamond in the rough. I mean, he's been part of the organization for a while. I'm just going to give it a chance. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, you know, sometimes no experience is good. Sometimes it's hard to say. I mean, we've been having this no experience for a little while here. But I'm just hoping that, you know, there's some something going on that uh, he, he has his finger on the pulse and he'll be able to do something. I mean, it's all a guessing game when you hire a GM. But I'm wondering how much the pie loop thing happened that that might have been part of this too. So I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. The Terry talked a lot about communication today. Um, two things have happened in the past few weeks that would tell you that there hasn't been strong communication in the organization. One was the fact that Carter Hutton, uh, well, first starting Lawrence Pilot, leaving for the KHL. And then, basically, it looked like he was bluffing, or the Sabres thought he was bluffing, and then he's like, I'm just going to go. You didn't play me for two years. Why would I stay here? See ya. I'm going to go play 25 minutes a night in the KHL and maybe try to latch on with another team at some point. I don't know. And then, in the meantime, you have this Carter Hutton story where the guy looked like, it, it sounds like he couldn't even see the puck for half the season, but they kept running him out there start after start when Olmark was injured. I'd hope they knew that. And if they didn't, or if they did know it and they didn't, tell ownership, or if that didn't make it through the entire pipeline of the organization, I don't know. But you've got two questionable storylines that have come out in the past couple of weeks with this team. Do I think that's the reason Bottrell's not in his gig anymore? I don't. I don't think Lawrence Pilot leaving for the KHL. I like Pilot a lot. I think he's a top four defenseman in the league. But I don't think he has the type of pull for Bottrell to be fired. Him leaving, I don't think, could be the final straw. 803-0550 is the phone number. We'll hear a little bit from the Zoom call from earlier today when we return going till 8 o'clock tonight. It's Nightcap with Jody Biasi on WGR. The Nightcap with Jody Biasi back on the air here. One night only. That's a thing, isn't it? Don't like artists, big bands. They only come back for like one night only. I don't know, I hear that term tossed around a lot in uh, ads usually. I don't know. We'll be, we'll be back soon enough. I'll be back soon enough that I cap. Well, a lot of calls. Thanks, everybody, for calling in over the course of tonight's show. It's a tough time to be a Sabre fan. They have basically drained us for nine years. And today is about as dark as it's been. Earlier today... Before we found out about these other firings, um, we had the Jason Botro firing. That happened this morning. They announced it on Twitter. Kim and Terry Pagula had a statement shortly thereafter, and then a Zoom call uh, that started at about 2 o'clock this afternoon. If you missed that, here's a portion of it. Terry Pagula, Kim Pagula, as well as Kevin Adams and Ralph Kruger all on hand. Here's a chunk of that from earlier today, which aired live right here on WGR. Hey, Terry and Kim, uh, Adam Benini, uh, WGRZ Buffalo. I wanted to ask you, there's been a great, um, you know, calling among the fan base uh, for the need for additional experienced leadership uh, in the organization, i.e. a president of hockey operations. Uh, Is that something you're willing to consider moving forward? And how much does the financial situation play into that, the answer to that question uh, as you look ahead? Adam, uh, 
we feel that with the three pieces we have in place now, our ownership and Kevin and Ralph, that we've got this 100% open line of communication that we as owners have always felt is necessary for any sports team to be successful. Uh, you know, across town, we have the same relationship and it seems to be going okay over there. Uh, so uh, there, the, the, financially, there's no, that's not a reason for this president of hockey operations. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't believe in that philosophy anyway. So we're, we're happy with the line of com communications we have now. We believe in a flat organization where we can all talk to each other and communicate not only the, the, the head coach, the GM and the owners, but strength and conditioning, uh, the players, everybody, we all talk to each other and uh, without any walls or barriers between us. Just a, uh, this question's for the Pagouls, just to kind of follow up on what Lance was asking. I mean, you guys let go two assistant GMs with a lot of experience. Do you plan on having another assistant GM or two under Kevin, maybe one with, with experience as an NHL GM? It's early. Uh, we need to talk that through. Uh, we haven't arrived at a single conclusion yet on that. But I know we're open to it. Kevin's open to it. Like I said, it's finding, making sure that it's the right people and that they're, they're also in line with the vision that, you know, we, we collectively with, with coach and Kevin um, have, you know, uh, want to see going forward. Hi, Mary Dunleavy from WRAL TV here in Raleigh. Um, Kevin, you're a, a big highlight of your career was here in Raleigh. I'm just curious, what did you learn during your stint with the Hurricanes and how have you applied that um, throughout your career and now as the GM of the Sabres? Yeah, Mary, those are, uh, those are special years. Um, and when I'm talking to Buffalo fans or Buffalo media, sometimes they don't like talking about the Carolina years. <laughs> but uh, I will say um, I learned out of my entire career, I learned the most in my time in Carolina for a couple of reasons. Um, I was fortunate enough to get to a Stanley Cup the first time in 2002 and we, we lost to Detroit. And I learned on staying in the moment. I learned on you can't let your mind drift one second um, if you want to ultimately win a Stanley Cup. And I promised if we could ever get back there. That was going to be something I took away. And fortunately, four years later, um, was able to kind of get there and everybody knows what happened then. Um, and I'll point specifically to the learning process from Rod Brindamore and Ron Francis, two um, of the best Hurricanes ever. And, you know, Rod, Rod Brindamore in particular is the captain of that Stanley Cup team. He made such an impression on me. Um, he showed me what um, just work ethic and commitment and just everything that Rod Brindamore stands for. Um, I, I took a lot away from that. And then, you know, I, I took that into the next part of my life. You know, when hockey, when hockey, um, my playing career was over, you know, like any former player, it's like, okay, what's next and how are you going to be successful? And so many, so many things are the same. How do you treat people? How are, are you? Do you do the work every day? Um, are you doing it with the right people? Um, what when you 
at night when you go to bed? Did, did you get a little bit better? I mean, those are all things that I've tried to bring um, into the many different jobs over the last 10 years that I've had. Um, and that's how we're going to march forward as Buffalo Sabres hockey team. We're going to push each other. We're going to be collaborative. We're going to do it together. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to be honest. We're going to have great debates, conversations around how do we get better? Our goal is going to be the same. And it's not always easy to, to just come out of a room um, arm in arm. You have to battle through some things. And ultimately, though, if you trust each other and you all get to the same place, which is we want to win a Stanley Cup, um, then great things can happen. So that's in a nutshell, I'd say, what I learned from Carolina and what I'm looking forward to bringing um, into this next phase of my personal all right, there he is. That was Kevin Adams at the end there. You heard from Terry Pagula. You heard from Kim Pagula as well. Ralph Kruger, part of today's Zoom call as well. The Sabres held announcing Kevin Adams as their general manager. Hopefully the next time we get together, it will be on happier terms. Sabres releasing a lot of people today from their positions in the hockey operations department. It's being called unprecedented right now. So yeah, again, here's the better times. Thanks everybody for listening tonight. Catch out. You can catch that, by the way, that Zoom call on demand at WGR550.com as well as the radio.com app. I'll be back with you on Saturday. Sports Talk Saturday. I'll be in for Nate from 11 to 2, so come back for that on the weekend. This has been the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 